Welcome to this episode of Your Wellness MD Podcast. Family physician and wellness expert, Dr. Daniela Stein, has meaningful conversations that will take your health to the next level. She explores the connection between a healthy body, mind, and soul, and shares tips that will enable you to thrive. Dr. Stein has helped thousands of people have a better quality of life by improving their health with science-based knowledge, education, better nutrition, mindfulness, and lifestyle choices. Join us today, empowering you to live your best life with optimal health. Hi, I'm Dr. Daniela Stein, and today I would like to introduce a special guest, Dr. Doriana. Hi, Dr. Stein. Thank you for having me. Dr. Doriana is a wellness coach. She's an online wellness coach. She's a family physician, also here in Toronto. And she's been incredibly, incredibly successful with helping women like us lose weight and stay at their ideal weight, which is incredible. Congrats mm-hmm. on that. Thank you. <laughs> and we want to share that with you. I, When I heard about her success, I was like, oh, I have to share this with my audience because we get so much uh, emails, you know, and direct messages from you guys saying that, you feel like you're just always yo-yoing through life. You might be for that Mexico trip, work out very hard, work with a professional trainer, lose weight, and then you just gain it all back again. Right, right. So tell me a little bit about yourself, Dr. Doriana. You studied medicine here at McMaster. Yep, yep. I studied medicine at McMaster uh, here in Hamilton. And then I practiced uh, in a family. I, I had my own family uh, practice for 15 years. So Which I worked, makes a difference. There's something about really working with a lot of patients, really trying to understand. Yes. So it's not just your personal experience, right. but the shared experience of so many patients. It way. is. And primarily my practice was young women, you know, women in, in the demographic of about, you know, age 30 to age 55, age 60. And so I saw these women and my and my life was also quite paralleled with these women. So they're, you know, they're busy with their jobs. They're having families. They are. Which is something. You have three kids. I have three kids. It's busy. It's very busy. (laughs) And we're working. So it's really busy. And juggling all of this plus trying to take care of themselves. So what ends up happening a lot of the times is that they stop taking care of themselves Mm -hmm. because they're taking care of everybody else. So my experience and and my, um, you know, my, my, the work I did as a physician really lended itself nicely to this kind of next pivot, I guess, in my career. But but yes, I, I worked as a family doctor for 15 years. And then in 2022, I closed my practice and I started this full time. Good. Well, congratulations on this new venture. And you've been doing so well, so quick. So th- th- I think that's part of the reason why you're so successful, because you've gone through this yourself. I think yes. burnout, I've worked with so many physicians through burnout, moms through burnout, just people in career, as I've been doing more and more work with women going through menopause, Mm -hmm. that's typically the time when women would be going through burnout, because you're at a point when you thrive in your career, but you maybe have teenage kids at home. It's a very challenging time. Things might be challenging with people relationships. And then if you've not been taking good care of your own health, you know, that's quite often, you know, thing that's just too much mm-hmm. and why people start struggling with their weight and the, mm-hmm. the biggest thing with their weight they would always tell me but I'm eating the same that I've always eaten but just that added stress that added cortisol really holds on to any fat around your belly mm-hmm. and you've not maybe practiced self-care because you've been running after kids for right. so long you know and that's right. really where things happen and so when you work with clients 
I know you don't look just at diet, you don't just look at self-care, you don't just look at movement, you you really look at them as a whole person. Yes. So tell us about that. Yes. So that's one of the ways I think I'm, you know, I like to differentiate myself from other sort of weight loss programs because for some women joining my program, they actually, their goal is not to lose weight. Their goal might be to find a better balance in their life. Their goal might be to focus on their self-care. Um, and so there's really, there's three pillars to my program and it's nutrition. And if weight loss is your goal, then we focus on weight loss. Um, and for some women, it's really building muscle mass. Muscle, that's right. what I see. Right? Right. That's the big problem because the previous generation, it used to be fashionable to just be skinny. Yes. Yes. And then that's our big problem that leads to osteoporosis. Yes. That's kind of, so we some kill sometimes call it like skinny fat. Where yes. If we do a body analysis here, there's no muscle, just fat, you know, so that's right. unhelpful. So people look skinny, but they're not healthy. They're, they're not, not strong. Yeah. Absolutely. And so uh, the second pillar of a program is is fitness. And that can look very different for different women. Mm -hmm. However, a core of that is strength training. Mm -hmm. But I've got women who've never lifted a weight in their lives. So we start at the beginning mm -hmm. and I teach them how to progress through that. And that's important because people are intimidated by yes. strength training. I'm intimidated by strength training. And then to kind of explain, you don't have to go to the gym and lift heavy weights. You don't have to go to the gym. No. You can do a home workout. You yes. can look at YouTube videos. You can start, start by doing a plank, by doing a squat. Yes. You know, it's like, I'm grateful my mom is strong and she's always, she's doing her squats. <laughs> she's not doing any of those yeah. things. But that's what you need if you want to go to the beach. If you want to go to Florida when you're 80 years old, you want to be able to sit on the beach and to be able to get up again. Yes. And you've got to do your squats when you're 40. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and and it's so important for, not only is it important for strength, but it's important for our bone health, as specifically as women. Um, and it's also very empowering for women to lift weight. <laughs> it makes you feel really good. Yes, yes. Um, and then, of course, the third part is all about self-care. And self-care is not always, I mean, it's lovely to have fancy massages and spa days, and we all love that. But self-care can be very, very, um, very, very internal. So it includes how we talk to ourselves, what our what that inner voice is saying. That's a big thing. Mm -hmm. It's not that it's also that. That's a big thing because mm -hmm. no amount of massages and spa days will help if you, because we often say, oh, people would often say, oh, cut toxic people out of your life. But I find quite often the most horrible yeah. person to yourself could be you. It's true. Right? Yeah. And then if you're constantly criticizing yourself, then your body is going to think that you're not good enough. You know, your body hears every word that goes on in your mind. And so, yes. so that's quite critical. Yes. Your, your thought process. Yes. And some of those messages are very deeply ingrained, right? We've been, we've been having them even maybe sort of subconsciously since we were little. Yeah. Um, and so we work quite, we dig deep um, to, to sort of address some of those really, you know, inner kind of critical thoughts. that's thought. what helps with coaching is to identify them. Because yes. a lot of us don't even know that we have those yes. thoughts. Right, if you don't know you have those thoughts, then you can't address them. So I think the first would be that self-awareness. Mm -hmm. And that's something that you teach people. Is Do you teach people to journal? Yes. So journaling is part of it. I know not everybody loves to journal. But you know what I've discovered, too, in the last year of doing this is that there's different ways of journaling, right? It's not always about sitting and writing, you know, spending an hour. It could be as simple as having a little notepad beside your desk. And when you have a thought, um, whether it's, you know, a goal or one of those self, you know, negative self thoughts you jot it down and then you can spend some time reflecting mm -hmm. so yeah i think that there's it's also opening our minds to different types of of self-care different types of journaling different activities that we can do 
um, to make ourselves, to give ourselves that awareness. What I sometimes do with my patients who are in hospital who are very depressed. So for you to be admitted to hospital with depression means that you're very depressed. And then they sometimes really just don't have the bandwidth to journal. So I would often tell them to just write the number to the day with 10 out of 10, the best day ever, and then zero out of 10, like a horrible day. And most people, everyone can do that, to write a number. And that's often helpful if you maybe start with your coaching journey. I do it for people when they maybe start on an antidepressant, but you can use the same principle when you start with your coaching journey. Go buy yourself a beautiful journal. No. Yes, that's what I tell them. Actually, the first week I say, go buy a nice, beautiful, beautiful journal. journal. <laughs> it doesn't have to be expensive. You can go to no. a dollar store. Yes. You can get a beautiful one at Indigo with yes. nice leather bound. And then even if you don't have bandwidth for anything else, just write a number. And then if you notice then through whatever your journey you're working through, whether it's your coaching journey, how maybe in the beginning you'll just have a number, number, and then you'll have better numbers and then you'll have mm-hmm. more words and then you'll identify more things and as we get more in touch with ourselves we can kind of we start to recognize things that oh I'm having a horrible day because that person said that thing right. and then as you develop more emotional intelligence and more maturity you'll start to realize that that person said that horrible thing because they're hurting you know hurt people yep. hurt other people right so and and then it's so much easier to to not be offended or not to have that make your day horrible right because it's that person's problem it's not really your problem you know but but you Mm -hmm. can't get to that if you don't start right with becoming self-aware yeah i love that idea of the number actually though Mm -hmm. the scale that's really really clever i like that and then but i think with the majority of your clients that you work with are like ceos high-end level people want to up their game so that's typically people who has the bandwidth to maybe write a little bit more Yes, 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 yeah. Yeah, and, it, and it's paying attention to those thoughts, but it's also, I think there's magic in, so I do private coaching, I do semi-private coaching, but I, my big thing is group coaching. Mm-hmm. And it's awesome to see what happens when you have a group of women who have similar, mm-hmm. you know, you're at a similar, even if you're not at the same stage of life, you've kind of gone through the phases at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, the tips that you give each other, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I've been there, this is what helped me, or I've been there, and this is what helped me. And that can be a form of very empowering. Yeah. yeah. And, and to have that mentor, I really enjoy that to have friends with kids just a little bit older, just a little bit more advanced yep. in their business, who I can learn from. But then also when I teach people, that is that that helps me to reflect. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Know? Absolutely. Like, Don't be so hard on yourself. Yes. That kid is gonna learn to read. That kid is gonna learn yes. to write. Don't be yes. so hard on yourself. <laughs> Your kid will eventually be party trained. You know, it's much it yes. It helps if, if you can give that wisdom, but then also gain that wisdom. So, yes, group therapy is big. And as I learned for everything from my exam for lifestyle medicine, one of our pillars of health is your social connection. Mm-hmm. And that's our biggest problem here where we work in North America, mm-hmm. that we're not part of a bigger family. We're not part of a multi-generational family. Mm-hmm. We don't have cousins down the street, everyone who support each other. And so social isolation is the biggest thing that our clients struggle with and that that is great if you can help people to connect with other people in the same journey yes all right because you don't necessarily it's not necessarily helpful to connect with people who's just going to bring you down you want to connect with people who also has a growth mindset yes working with a coach one to better themselves right right you know you have similar goals and Mm -hmm. and actually you know we know that people do better in those yes. kinds of scenarios as opposed to working alone. Yes, yes. So that's very big. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you help people with self-care. 
What else do you help them with? Um, so really, uh, you know, I have a lot of people coming to me for weight loss and it's the key is sustainable weight loss. Anybody can lose weight, right? I mean, you can do a six week diet and lose weight. The, the question is, is it, and I hate the word diet, but is it a, is it a change, a lifestyle change, a nutrition change that you can adhere to forever to keep that weight off? Because when we're talking about our metabolic health and you know <coughs> medical um, comorbidities that are associated with obesity, it's not helpful to lose weight for a two month or three month mm-hmm. period. What we need to do is lose weight and keep it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so diet culture, you know, is very toxic. And there's been a lot of messaging around there's and there's so much misinformation out there about eating and nutrition and diet. And it's tricky now. Mm-hmm. It's very tricky. Very tricky. With, on TikTok, you see so many videos on different things, also with yes. different people. And everybody's an expert. And so, <laughs> so what I really try and do on my social media page is I try to weed out the misinformation. I try to educate and give out real, you know, factual, evidence-based information. Um, and then with my clients, it's okay. What are the habits we need to employ to lose weight and then keep it off and maintain it? And a lot of those things are so deeply ingrained. I grew up with a mom who would diet every year. Mm-hmm. So in South Africa, our summer holiday is December, so that coincides with Christmas holiday, summer holiday, going to the beach where you have to run around in your bathing suit. Yes. So my mom would diet every year before we go to the beach mm, right. for a month, and that was just. The way she was. She's in her 70s. She still dies before we go to the beach every year. And it's just yeah. actually green. <laughs> and I didn't even wow. see it as toxic because my mom is so healthy and strong and she's very sporty. She plays tennis and squash and she's she's active. It was so I didn't even see it as bad to mm-hmm. die every year. It, so I didn't even see it as toxic diet culture. I just saw it as like no cake, no chocolate. <laughs> right. <laughs> before you go on holidays. <laughs> So, so, so that is very big to identify, you know, how did you grow up? And then for other people, you know, did you feel nurtured with eating? You know, mm-hmm. you know do you have emotional eating? Mm-hmm. Was that how your family showed love to you? Yes. Was it through food? Right. Or was it, or was that a way to, you know, were you taught to eat to cope? Right. Maybe it was used to, to sort of avoid coping or avoid problem solving um, through food, right? So so there's a lot there that is oftentimes uncovered once we start our coaching um, and, and those sessions because I grew up in the same kind of house. My mom was always dieting. My mom's friends were dieting. So, and so my mom's friends are still dieting. Still oh, yeah. We would go out for tea and I'll have a big cheesecake. And I was like, oh, that looks so good. But I'll just have half a slice. I'm like, you're in your 70s. If you can't have a full slice of cheesecake, no, where are you going to have a cheesecake? <laughs> And this is the thing. So I, my, my, I think my audience knows by now that I have a very sweet tooth. And so cheesecake is one of my most favorite desserts. And so it's about how can you lose weight, but still eat some cheese, some cheesecake sometimes, right? Instead of restricting everything. For sure. sure. Yeah. So I think that's really important. Um, I remember my mom's friends being on diets that were so low calorie, they would lose their hair. Oh, oh my goodness. Yes. Yes. And people do. We see it all the time, mm-hmm. right? When people go through bariatric surgery or, you know, significant, or even if they have gut, you know, can't absorb nutrients well, but then mm-hmm. self-inflicted. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's this was self-inflicted. Yeah. 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 Just not eating enough. Eating enough. No, uh, that is. The, <laughs> so <laughs> that's it. And then the other thing, the biggest thing, you know, as I started journeying with people with weight loss, I read that book, Obesity Go, by Jason Fung. I don't know if you read it, but it's a doctor here in Toronto. He's a nephrologist. He's done a lot of work with diabetes to help people manage their diabetes with intermittent fasting, with eating less carbs. And then he looked at a lot of studies where they've shown when people calorie restrict, 
then their body will just use less calories. And I find that fascinating. Even here in hospital, mm-hmm. I would see people who are morbidly obese, and we get, get this, we give very small portions in the hospital. Yes. I'll be hungry and I'll yes. three portions. I know. <laughs> but then people will stay at their much higher weight, sick in a hospital for three months. They'll stay at that weight because your body says, I'm going into a famine situation, I'm not getting enough food, and then your body just holds on fat. This is well-researched. They've shown it in a lot of studies. If you eat less, if you calorie restrict, then your metabolism slows down, your metabolism slows down. But then what you're helping people with is to eat, but to eat healthy foods so that your body knows food is going to come, food is going to come. I'm not starving myself. Food is going to come. It's just going to be healthy food that nourish you, that nourish your hair, that that nourish your whole body. So it's not about calorie restriction, but nourishing your body, nourishing your soul. Yeah, I think for a lot of women, especially at the beginning, um, I mean, yes, it's about calorie restricting if, you know, if that goal is to to lose weight. But oftentimes what we talk about is what are we going to add to your diet as opposed to what are we going to take out, right? So most of the time we're adding protein because women don't eat enough protein in general. And and that's how we grew up. Guys would sit and have steak, women Mm -hmm. would sit and have salad, right? So that is also, you know, something to really to understand and to break those yes, things. Yes, yes. And then if you're eating more of the protein, you're less likely to eat some of the other stuff that would, you know, be those sort of, you know, empty calories. Or yes, which is big, which is big because protein keeps your body full. It keeps your blood sugar level. It keeps your body full so that you don't crave right. carbs later during the day. Right. And then also to have protein with every meal. Yes. Yes. Do you tell people to track their protein? I do. Yes, I do. Yes, we do. Uh, we do a lot of tracking. There are a few clients who I may not track calories. For example, if somebody has a history of an eating disorder, mm-hmm. then calorie sure. counting can be very triggering. Yeah. So we work around that. We don't necessarily have to calorie mm-hmm. track. Um, but for most of my clients, we calorie track, but we also track their macronutrients. So I need That's to make the sure they're thing. having protein and fiber. So it's always yes. protein, fiber, protein, fiber. It's like a. Have you used the app Rx Foods? I haven't used RX. I'm going to show that to you. Oh, That's okay. so cool. You can take a picture of your food. So there's different ones that mm-hmm. you can track. And then, but so there's someone here in Toronto who developed a new app specifically from a lifestyle medicine perspective. I use it for people with their Dexcom. So some is fashion now. A lot of people want to monitor their glucose. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I use it for my diabetes patients. But then also, if someone has really with a focus on longevity and how can I enhance my health then you can um, get a continuous glucose monitor and then you can take pictures of your food and that's quite easy and i've used it myself i should actually post a video of that where i tried it out where it's quite easy so you don't have to calorie track as much you just take a picture picture. okay yeah and of course you can hide a chocolate behind your spinach (laughs) (laughs) it can't see it doesn't have x-ray vision Oh but if you try to make it easy, you know, you spread out your food and you take a picture, it is quite good at estimating how big your portion is and what you're eating yes. and just quickly protein. Yes. And I think you hit the nail on the head. The reason we track is not because we're trying to be very, um, not because I'm trying to be mean. It's tracking is a tool and you gain a lot of knowledge from tracking. Mm-hmm. So you start to learn which foods are higher in protein, which foods mm-hmm. are higher in yes, fiber. You, you learn portion, like what are my, por- what what portions am I actually eating when I eat this much pasta? Um, so it's very, very educating for people. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, that's very helpful. And then I found just with myself, I was using this Dexcom glucose monitor with this Oryx Foods app for 10 days. And then that 10 days, if I just, because I like to graze, I would, 
good good thing to my mouth. And then if I want to put something and then I think, oh, I have to take a picture first. And then I'm thinking, like, what is this doctor that I work with going to think <laughs> about this scoop of Nutella? I mean, come on. <laughs> Then I would rather not do it, right? Right. Then I would, and that's accountability, right? Which is another part of more aware of what I'm putting in my mind. And I think, I think the word accountability, some people almost equate that with like cheating or like, well, I'm not doing, yeah, like I'm not doing it on my own if I need the accountability. But the way I explain it is, you know, you hire, you might hire um, a financial advisor. Mm to make sure that sure. you're, you know, doing the, taking the right steps for your financial health. Mm-hmm. You might hire, you know, you have to hire a personal trainer to make mm-hmm. sure you're doing your exercises safely. And sometimes mm-hmm. for lifestyle changes, whether it's diet or self-care, it's, helpful. it's accountability is not a bad thing to need it. It's, you know, it's a resource. And it's not really needing it as much as really taking your health to the next level, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people live without coaching. And they're fine, but if you're at a point in your life where you want to take your health to the next level, you want to take your happiness, your joy, you, you really want to thrive through life, you don't just want to get by. Mm-hmm. Coaching is, is really something, it got so popular, and I didn't really understand it as much. I myself, as a family physician, didn't have success with my clients before I had was introduced to coaching and have health coaches for patients. So I worked in Alberta, a big family practice, and then we had a pain clinic in Edmonton. Mm-hmm. So when I had patients with chronic pain, we would wait two years to be on a waiting list for this um, pain clinic. And then when they get seen at the pain clinic, the first thing is they would advise them to go on a gluten-free diet for three months and then see them again. So I would think, oh, let's just save these patients some time. While you're on the waiting list, just mm-hmm. go on your gluten-free diet. And then people will come back the next week and they'll be, I can't do it. It's too difficult. I can't do it. It's too difficult. Mm-hmm. And then after they waited two years for the pain clinic, they'll go mm-hmm. to the pain clinic, work with a coach, be completely off gluten, be pain-free, and then they'll be like, it was just mind-boggling to me. Yeah. How can they have such success at this big Other patients, like on opioids, the loaded fentanyl patches, and they would literally come up, come up all their pain medication with being coached, diet, nutrition, movement, you know, it's more than just gluten. They just start with gluten. They work with a journey through a year or two. But I, I was just, I couldn't believe, mesmerized. How could people be so successful? And it was only until I did my training with functional medicine and then training as lifestyle medicine where I got introduced to functional medicine coaches, lifestyle medicine coaches, business coaching, career coaching. I was like, whoa, this is a game changer. Mm-hmm. So even though you might think you don't need it, you don't need it maybe to stay where you are, mm-hmm. but if you yes. want to get to that next level, you know, that I think that's, be your thing. that's a really good point. I think that's, I, that's a really good way of putting it. I don't think I've ever thought of it, of it that way, but you're right. It's how do you want to get to the next mm-hmm. level? And that's where coaching is really helpful. Yeah. Okay. So let's get back to what you do. So when you see clients, you see them one-on-one, you see them in groups. Mm-hmm. First of all, you want to break down myths. What myths do you deal with? So, uh, well, there's a lot of myths right now. <laughs> and it's hard because everyone is watching TikTok and they show me these videos yes. on TikTok. And then I go and look at it. I'm like, yes, but who's that dude showing you yes. the video? He didn't yes. do any tertiary education. Right. And maybe the keto diet with intermittent fasting that he's advertising is working great for this 20-year-old guy. Right. It's maybe not going to work for a woman going through menopause. So, and this is the thing, right? So there's this, a lot of this all or nothing thinking in the nutrition and wellness space right now online. So that's a lot of the stuff that we break down. So, um, you know, it's not, you don't have to fast to lose weight. You can fast to lose weight. You don't have to fast. 
Um, other really common things are, you know, I have to be on no more than 1200 calories to lose weight. Again, you know, that is a very sort of old fashioned, old school ingrained message we've been taught. You do not have to be on 1200 cal 1200 calories is not a lot of calories, especially if you're going to start to increase your movement and activity levels. Um, so that's another really common one. Um, the other common one is I have to do hours of cardio to lose weight, right? Whereas, you know, I teach people actually weight loss starts in the kitchen. Um, your exercise has a million other benefits, but the amount of calories you think you're burning during that one hour exercise session is not what you think it is. And it's probably not what your tracker is telling you it is either. Um, and I've seen that in my life. So I'm used to run ultra marathons always because I love running. I love all types of endurance sports, but that gives me a very big appetite. So I eat quite a bit. Yes. And then if I want to eat less or lose weight, then I should just do less. Because if you don't do any exercise, then you don't really get hungry. You know, right. If you just focus on your yoga <laughs> or Pilates. It's true. Then you don't have an appetite as much. <laughs> so so, so I, I really know how I experienced that in my life. My mom would always look at my meals and say, oh, my goodness, I can't eat the same amount as my husband. He's a foot taller than me. I should keep that in mind. But it didn't bug me as much mm -hmm. because I was, yes, so definitely I know that for sure, that I eat more, I'm more hungry when I exercise more. I'll still do it because my main focus is to be a happy, healthy mom. Right. <laughs> and I'm happier when I do go for a run in the morning. Yes. But yes, your goal is it should not be for weight loss. Right. And I see so often I, I do triathlon and I work with a lot of people who, who exercise for hours who are phenomenal athletes but they're at an unhealthy weight. Yes, yeah, so absolutely. And oftentimes what we see online in terms of looking at people who are in the fitness industry online, they might look like the picture of health, but we don't know what behaviors they are, you know, participating in behind the scenes. Are they, you know, are they food restricting? Are they over-exercising? Because that's, you know, that's all part of the sort of the curation of social media. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's important to be aware of that. Um, and then I think that there's also this misconception that there are so many, I think that there's so much content out there about things that we need to do to fix our bodies. You know, the detoxes, the cleanses, the, the you know, the really long fasting. And I feel like people now are coming to me thinking that their body is somehow broken. Mm. And it's, you know, your body is amazing, right? You've got all these detox systems in your body, your lungs detox, your kidneys detox, your liver detoxes for you. So it's this, unfortunately, I think it's creating the sense in the general public that there's always something wrong that needs to be fixed. We don't need to fix things. We just have to take care of what we have, right? I think that's more important. And, and that's what you coach people with to identify what you have, your strengths and how to take care of it. Because mm -hmm. that's the other thing. Even when people are incredibly unhappy about their weight, their body, things now, 10 years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to say, oh, my goodness, yeah. I was so strong. I was so healthy. I should have enjoyed it more. Yes. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That's big. And then also when we diet, the big thing is it's not just the weight now, but it's what does it do to my body for 10 years from now? When you were talking about people like losing hair from malnourishing themselves, Unfortunately, it takes calcium out of mm -hmm. your bones. Mm -hmm. You know, if you that's the thing with protein, why we have to eat so much protein. If you don't eat enough protein, your body has to break down muscle right. to keep your protein. Your body has this incredible ability to keep your glucose levels steady, to keep your protein steady, to keep your calcium, magnesium steady. 
But if you're not giving it to yourself through food, your body has to break down your muscles. It has to break down your bones to get calcium, to get magnesium, to get whatever you need. Right. But then if you're just supplying what your body needs every day, then you'll be good. So exactly. nutritionist back. But then you also make it easier for people when you coach them. You you yes. help them exactly what they should eat. Right? Yes. And the thing is, is that, you know, making these lifestyle changes, a lot of times people don't start them because they get very overwhelmed. We think, oh my gosh, I have to change my diet. I have to start exercising. I have to t- take time for myself. Like, how am I going to do all of this? So I'm just not going to bother. So the way the program works, it's really a habit forming program. It's mm-hmm. it's how to um, make habits very slowly. Mm-hmm. We work really slowly and it's progress. It's always progress over perfection. What, what can we do today that we didn't do yesterday? What can we do this week that we didn't do last week that will be a progression to get us towards our goal? Mm-hmm. None of it is quick and overnight, but that's why it's sustainable because if you do it slowly, your body gets time to adapt, right? Your schedule adapts, you adapt, um, as opposed to putting this timeline and this pressure on yourself that you have to reach these goals in a certain amount of time. You know, you don't get to where you are now overnight, so we don't get to sort of undo it all overnight either. Yes, it takes time. Yes. And you're investing in yourself. You're investing in your health when you're eight years old. Here. Mm-hmm. And there are so many things that we can do through healthy lifestyle to prevent cancer, to prevent illnesses and to be healthy and strong you're really investing in your health and then once you're a healthier whole person we as parents are better role models i think that's the other thing our kids are watching us Mm -hmm. so if your kids see that you're restricting if your kid sees that you know that is now what you're teaching your children so i think it's, it's so powerful to heal not just for yourself but then also for your kids absolutely absolutely yes it's funny because now my kids know so for years um uh, i've always done my workouts at noon like my lunch hour um and so when i was working in an office i would go during my office now i'm working at home and now my kids know that at noon i'm at the gym so (laughs) they know that i mean they're in school but you know, if there's something that has to be done, if they're if I if they want me to grab something at the store, it's like they know mom is not gonna go between twelve and one o'clock. But that's okay because they see that I'm doing that to take care of myself and that's important for them yes, to see. Right? Yes, yes, for sure. There are signs showing that kids are more active when their parents are more active. Yes, right. Yes. And that, mm-hmm. that's really helpful. And the more active kids are, the more active they would be as adults. So that that, that is quite powerful. Yes. You can enable your kids. So do you physically go to a gym or do you work out at your house? So I physically go to a gym. I started doing CrossFit about nine years ago, um, and I just fell in love with it. I just I love the sport. Um, um, so that's kind of my thing. When I was younger, I used to run. Um, for a while, I was an aerobics instructor. So oh, I kind of, seriously? yeah, back in the like days of step classes. Yes, so I did it throughout <laughs> high school because my mom would do it her whole life, and I yeah. would go with her to aerobics. Yeah. I loved aerobics because you just like dancing, it's dancing, music, and then it's that. <laughs> yes, which is totally my jam, right? Um, but and I have a gym at home. But this is where the that's what I'm asking. Yeah, some people enjoy, you know, going to the gym, and that's also a form of accountability. Yes. Even if you don't need a personal trainer there, that's your place where you go to. So for some, it's a social, it, it's yeah. a social outing for me. So yeah. you know, it's my group of of people that I work out with is pretty much the same every day because we all go at noon. Um, so for me, it's my it's my exercise, but it's also my self care. It's my social. It's that bonding, that community connection, and surrounding yes. you yourself with like minded people, yes. which is huge because yes. we become like the people we spend most of our time with. Mm-hmm. So and, and it's really helpful for everyone who's listening, watching. You know, really reflect the people around you. 
are they healthy? What are they going to look like at 70, 80, 90? Is that what you want to look like? Will Are they going to be strong? Will they be the person who quickly runs up and down the stairs, go to the store, you know, and how do you see yourself? Where do you want to be? So we go to goal setting. How are you going to reach your goals? Yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Yeah, it's long-term commitment. <laughs> so I, goodness, I was... I must just find a closer CrossFit place because I think that is something I will love. My sister is big. They go 5 o'clock every morning. She oh, and her wow. husband CrossFit. Yes, wow, yes. I think wow. that is something I will like. I started with my husband now with a personal trainer, just with our three kids, mm -hmm. and we just didn't oh, make it awesome. to the gym. We didn't make it, but that's the accountability. Okay. Yeah. If someone shows up at your doors, if he was there this morning, 6 o'clock at our house. Wow. <laughs> my husband's not impressed. He doesn't like that. But if, you know, you can say that you're going to do these exercises on YouTube yeah. because they're there. But we've tried that. We would set our alarms for 10 minutes before 6 and then just like, yeah. we were, I, I'm just lying there like, is he going to get up? And he's <laughs> lying there, am I going to get up? <laughs> and then we just don't get up. Yes. But if there's someone waiting at your door, you get up. Yeah. And then typically also if it's home workouts, I would, after a couple of minutes, I'll say, okay, I have to wake the kids up. And then the kids will say, oh, they want breakfast, this or that. This morning, because there was a trainer, they had to get their own breakfast. Yes. And they yeah. had to get themselves ready for school, and they did it very successfully. Yes. But <laughs> if, if I'm available, I <laughs> <laughs> okay. Especially my youngest. Oh, my goodness. She loves it. If I dress her, I'm like, you're six. Oh. I did not dress your siblings after they were like three years old. She says, oh, but I like it if you oh. dress me. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so cute. Yeah, so I think that's quite big for our audience everyone listening, watching this. So we really get you. We know it's hard. Mm -hmm. We know working out every day is not possible. We know eating perfect is not possible. But we want to help you. We really, really, and that's what Dr. Doriana has been doing. Yeah. She's been taking people by the hand, coaching them, really helping them. How does this apply to you? What, what self-defeating behaviors do you have? You know, mm -hmm. if you're working hard and you're going to the gym every day and then every night to unwind you have to have two glasses of wine to unwind your body is not going to be that healthy you're not going to get to your ideal weight you won't be as strong as if you don't do that same thing with your mind if you watch things on netflix read or watch the news look at the, your pay your bills just before bedtime you know all those little things mm -hmm. that might be breaking down good work that you do on the other side. So, so it's helpful to have mm -hmm. a coach to really help you reflect on where are you building yourself up? Where are you breaking yourself down? Right. How are you helping yourself? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, if, if, a, if you need a coach to literally go through your day and see where those sticky points are, then, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's a good coach. Somebody who will sit and, and really prioritize your health and your wellness for you. Yes. Because we don't often get that. That's what I've often found, you know, to, not a lot of us have a cheerleader mm. who really, you know, if I talk to someone, I'm like, oh, I couldn't get to work out this morning or I had that chocolate. Oh, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so we don't often have people around us who have our best interests at heart, understands our goal, who's really trained yes. as a doctor to understand the medical piece, who's trained in yes. coaching to understand the coaching piece, who, who sets our time in their day to someone who's got our back. Yes. Right, and that's really where a coach helps you. It's someone who's got your back, is going to help you, is going to help you meet your goals. I find that very helpful. You've had great success with your clients. All your clients have found that very helpful. Mm -hmm. Here at the wellness clinic, when I sign people up, I only, just because I'm fully booked, and 
from my perspective, I would rather help people who I know is going to be 100% successful than try to help thousands of people and only help a few of them successful. Mm -hmm. So at this point, I'm only signing up clients who signs up with a health coach to really help and who signs up with a nutritionist to help with the nutrition part to help with the coaching part, to really look at the whole body, then it's easy for me as a doctor to give you whatever you need, your hormone replacement, your medication, the medication part, mm-hmm. if you look at the other aspects, which is quite critical for success. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> it was lovely spending this time with you, Thank Dr. Doriana. Thank, Thank, Thank you for the work that you do. Thank you for everyone yeah. who watched this. We really appreciate your time. We appreciate that you share your time with us. I really hope that each one of our listeners or YouTube watchers found something in today's chat that they can implement, whether it's to start journaling or to mm-hmm. identify which thoughts are really handicapping yourself or to just journal your food for the next three days mm-hmm. to be more aware of what you're eating, to be more aware of your exercise. If you go for a workout, is it because you love your body, because you're investing in your body, or is it with a punitive mindset because you're you feel that your body, you know, you ate too much yesterday or you want to manage calories, you know, why are you working out? To really be reflective, to be more kind to yourself, to be more empathetic. Send us in the comments below things that you want to hear more about. I'll put all Dr. Doriana's contact details there if you're interested in having her as a coach. You coach people throughout Ontario, right? I can coach people through really throughout the world. I have, oh, perfect. I have a client right perfect. now who's based in Australia, which oh, is really perfect. neat. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. So, and that's good because we have an audience podcast listeners through all, all over the world. So yeah. that's perfect. Okay, mm-hmm. good. So you can contact Dr. Doriana. Look at all the resources below. I have a lot of free resources on our website. Things that you can do, small changes that you can implement now. I always say we're like a very big ship on the ocean. If you make implement small changes today, you're going to end up in a completely different spot than not making those small changes. It doesn't have to be hard. Yes. It's small changes mm-hmm. that you can implement. Not to be hard on yourself, really, even if it's to add a veggie to your breakfast every day. Yeah. You know, for some people, that is like, what? Veggies for breakfast. But if you have eggs or tofu and zucchini and or mushrooms or tomato every morning, you're going to notice you'll feel more nourished during the day. You won't have energy dips. That was a big thing that I learned in my own life. I always craved sugar, always. My whole life, I ate a lot of sugar. And then as I was, I was fortunate I got a spot for World Championships for triathlon three years ago. Yes. Oh, my God. I did triathlon for Team Canada. Yes, it was incredible. Actually, I qualified for the spot before COVID. And then because of COVID, it got delayed, delayed, delayed. So I trained for three years for that race. It was but it was spectacular at the end it was goodness (laughs) it was a very joyful experience but through that time i worked with a triathlon coach same thing i always thought i can do triathlon on my own i know how to swim i know how to run you know i didn't need a coach but then when i got that spot i thought i'm going to give everything i want to up my game to the next level Mm -hmm. and that's when you get a coach Mm -hmm. you want to go to the next level Mm -hmm. and when that coach worked with me she looked at my nutrition and she wanted to help me and i'm like no you don't have to help me i'm a doctor i'm good (laughs) And she said, no, she wants to know exactly what I eat. Mm. And I would log. And she's like, no, you're on coffee and protein shakes because that's the easiest for me. Right. <laughs> I have to go for a swim yes. in the morning, come to the hospital, grab a coffee and a protein shake. And in my mind, I thought that I ate enough because mm. I'm not hungry. And she was like, no, you're going to work in veggies. You're going to work in fruit. You're going to work in more food. 
And even if you don't have time, you have to eat in the morning. You have to eat at lunch. I would set an alarm at work. Show what it's like at work. You go, yes. go, go. There's yes. so many patients to see. There's mm-hmm. always some crisis at the hospital. You know, I, I used to feel guilty for eating when there are sick people waiting to see me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would feel too guilty. And that's that self-care thing that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's your self-care. <laughs> so for the first time, I would set an alarm. I would be in the physician lounge every day, eat my lunch. And then miraculously, after I started eating so much food breakfast, so much food lunch, I had no more sugar cravings. Hmm. And I only noticed that after some time, I was like, what? Mm-hmm. I used to, my whole life, I used to eat cheesecake at night. I used to eat chocolate brownies. I would always have a stash. My mom always had a stash. She doesn't eat a lot. She would just have like one block of chocolate. But every night after dinner, she would have her block of chocolate because she has a sweet tooth. So I thought, oh, genetically, I have a sweet tooth. But looking back, my mom was maybe a little bit calorie deprived for a whole life. <laughs> right. Right. So, you know, as soon as we're not calorie deprived, as soon as we're nourishing our bodies, you yeah. know, that's really helpful. With sugar. Yes, it does. Because then you don't, yeah, your cravings just get better because you're like, oh, I've actually eaten food yes, today. Yes. And, and we didn't have that insight, you know, mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're not reflective. So I really want to encourage you encourage you go and buy that beautiful journal right reach out to dr doriana for coaching look at my website all the resources we have thank you so much for spending time with us today thank you thank you for listening to this episode today by medical doctor daniela stein follow us on social media and subscribe to our newsletter at www.wellnessmdhealth.com to stay up to date on educational resources that will take your quality of life to the next level. The content of this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your healthcare provider. Never disregard medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on this podcast. Remember, you are created to thrive.